We'll take them out of context, but the lyrics we choose from the much-loved song memory from the musical Cats express a sense of isolation, aloneness, and longing for a time when it wasn't so. Midnight, not a sound from the pavement. Has the moon lost her memory? She is smiling alone in the lamplight. The withered leaves collect at my feet and the wind begins to moan. Memory all alone in the moonlight. I can dream of the old days. Life was beautiful then. I remember the time I knew what happiness was. Let the memory live again. Just using the words isolation, aloneness, the old days, of course, stirs up echoes of the COVID-19 pandemic and how we long for what we remember and long for it earnestly. Perhaps such thoughts will shoot briefly through our minds as we hear memory performed at the FM Kirby Center this Saturday night, but there will be fleeting thoughts because the song's call to let the memory live again will be answered as the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic returns to the big hall to perform live in concert under the direction of the music director and conductor, Melis Brunet just the way we remember before the pandemic struck. And aren't 50th anniversaries a special time for memories? The Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic is opening its 50th anniversary season filled with memories, delight in their upcoming season, and real hope for the future. We had a chance to speak by phone with Nancy Sanderson, executive director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, before the opening Pops concert, Music of the Nights, this Saturday, October 23rd. We spoke about the pandemic, about their plans for 21-22, and Andrew Lloyd Webber, Paul McCartney, and Elton John, the three nights in question. When you think that if COVID had struck this year, it would have wiped out our entire 50th anniversary year, and that would have been a shame. So it's so good to be back and to celebrate this milestone, and the musicians just want to play together again, and and Melise can't wait to be in front of that fine orchestra, and so there's so much to celebrate. Do you have a little bit of historic perspective for us? What happened 50 years ago that led to the creation of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic? Well, there were two orchestras, one in Scranton and one in Wilkes-Barre. And I think calling them semi-professional is fair. Some of them were music teachers and some were paid and some were not paid. And the leaders in both communities got together and said, wow, if we combined resources, we could have a professional orchestra in northeastern Pennsylvania, and it could be just bringing the people of this region the finest possible music. And live symphonic music truly enhances the cultural life in a community. It took them a while, but some of those people who launched this idea are still in a community and still loyal patrons of the Philharmonic, Sandra Myers and Sally Bolin, come to mind as two of the movers and shakers (laughs) in this project called the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic. And over the years, we've had some excellent conductors, just just top-notch. 
and our musicians are a healthy blend of local musicians and musicians from New York City and Philadelphia. And the entrance into the orchestra is always by audition, and the competition is really high to get in because it's an orchestra that's so highly respected. And so over the years, it's continued to grow and continued to build repertoire, and its reputation continues. And I have to say that it's not been a steady growth pattern with absolutely no challenges. We've had plenty of challenges, mostly financially. And we have a board that was willing to look at the financial challenges honestly and make decisions that immediately seemed disappointing, but in the long run, it really saved our orchestra. And so we're in a situation now where we can add a concert this season and we can celebrate our 50th and we're feeling that we're back. It really is a void in the community when the orchestra isn't playing as it should be. Tell us about Melise, for people who haven't heard about her background and and how she's been excelling since she's been with the orchestra. Melise is a, a native of France, and she went through the Paris Conservatory there, which is, of course, the most competitive music school. And she got several degrees from there and then came to America and got another master's from Cleveland and then went on to the University of Michigan to get her doctorate with a very famous conducting teacher there, Ken Kiesler. And she's she's just, you know, people are noticing her. <laughs> she's really getting a, a great reputation and she's getting some wonderful guest conducting and She's one of 12 candidates for a contest in Paris uh, this coming March because she's considered one of the top 12 female conductors in the world. So I, I would say that speaks volumes about how the music world thinks of her. When uh, we first met Melise, she was our assistant conductor, and when Larry Lowe made the move to West Virginia and Syracuse, we said, well, we have Melise here. She can act as our interim conductor. And she was our interim conductor for a year. And we started scratching our heads and saying, why would we have an audition for a conductor that we'll never know as much about as we know about Melise, having worked with her for an entire year? And so we turned to the musicians and you know, asked them, their, their absolute candid opinions on having Melise as our full-time music director. And the feedback we got from the orchestra musicians was just amazing. They love to play under her. They appreciate her very precise rehearsal techniques because she doesn't waste a minute. And she has an interpretation about music that's just a little bit different than every other person, every other conductor. And they appreciate that about her. And so with just glowing recommendations, they did suggest that we go ahead and hire her as our music director. When we made the announcement, I have to tell you that audience members were so excited. She's created a buzz in the community and, uh, People just love her energy and her passion. Two great words for her. That's true. Her dedication and her curiosity, it seems to me, about music. And I have to tell you that this is a kind of a 
compliment that musicians would pay one another, but maybe patrons wouldn't quite understand. But she has an incredible set of ears. She hears everything. I'm, I'm so amazed. She has perfect pitch, and she can look at a score without ever having any kind of keyboard or reference, and she can hear it all. And sometimes when we're driving long distances in the car, she'll listen and she'll say what the recording is, who the orchestra is, and who's conducting the orchestra. Her ears are that good that she can get that much information out. (laughs) Well, she is a real gift to us, and she was a gift to the orchestra during the pandemic, as were some of your musicians who came to join with her to keep the orchestra busy and also keep the orchestra in our hearts over the pandemic. Right. She and Pascal Archer, who is our principal clarinetist, organized this YouTube campaign. And much of it was done through grants so that we could also get wages for our musicians. It was so frustrating not to be able to have work for our musicians. And so we started writing grants, and some were for chamber music recordings that they actually made in their own living rooms apart from one another, and they spliced it together beautifully. But also they did projects like introducing instruments of the orchestra to elementary school children, and we shared those videos with all of the music teachers in this area. And the videos were done so carefully, and they're so adorable. For instance, somebody's dog wandered through, so the musician introduced the dog to all the children who were watching the video. In another one, a musician had her child interview her. And so the videos came across as human, and people got to know our musicians. And, you know, that's always the goal of something like this, is to just not have the musicians removed from the audience on stage, but have them feel a part of our community. So I think that what Melise and Pascal did was really met with success and warmth from our community. And so you had the task of saying, well, it's our 50th anniversary. How are we going to celebrate it after this year on hold, even though there were these wonderful community outreach efforts that you've just described? How and what has become your 50th anniversary season with the orchestra? Well, we have several things in mind. For instance, our first concert, which is on October 23rd, we will have a reception following the concert that is a champagne reception with tenolis and photo opportunities with Melise in front of a Philharmonic background. And we just want to celebrate with our patrons how happy we are that this community has supported the orchestra for so long. We are also instituting a social media initiative called Fun Fridays, and we are having our orchestra members participate in this, and we will have videos and other things that give an inside look at the workings of the Philharmonic, and everyone will be contributing to that effort, and I think it's going to end up being a lot of fun. We have some Masterworks concerts. Fei-Fei Dong, who is here to do the Greek piano concerto, is returning to do Beethoven. And, you know, we were so disappointed during COVID that we couldn't celebrate Beethoven's 250th birthday. So we're giving him a belated birthday party. And 
Fei-Fei will be doing a piano concerto of Beethoven's, and the rest of the repertoire will also be Beethoven. We are also doing an all-Tchaikovsky concert in May, and our principal cellist, Alberto Perini, will be playing the Rococo Variations, which is a fantastic cello solo that's rarely heard, and it's the kind of piece that stays in your brain for a long time. It's, it's just the melodies and the variations are just delightful. And then we're doing Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet, which is, of course, one of the most famous love themes in all of music. And what's exciting about it is we're taking that concert and presenting it to young people for our young people's concert. And we'll do Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet. And then we're going to do excerpts from West Side Story to show a modern Romeo and Juliet. And of course, the new West Side Story will be in the theaters by then. And Scranton Shakespeare will be coming and actually acting out scenes from Romeo and Juliet. So it's it's great to collaborate with other people. And of course, we're collaborating with Ballet Theater of Scranton again. And so part of our 50th anniversary is just drawing our friends in and having big projects and collaborations and uh, sharing it with our community. How wonderful, Nancy. And that's what you all are all about. So now, music of the K nights. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a great show. I've seen it before. And the producer of the show is Spot on Entertainment. And they also are the producers of the Aretha Franklin tribute that we did in March of 2020. And I have to tell you that at that concert, our patrons were literally dancing in the aisles. I've never seen anything like it. It was it was just such a high energy and entertaining evening. And this music of the nights is the same kind of production. Uh, it features the music of Sir Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney, and Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. And if those three musical giants from Britain don't represent something for everyone, I don't know what will. And the music that they'll be performing are from Phantom of the Opera, you know, all the Beatles tunes, and it's just going to be a night that flies by. That concert is on Saturday, October 23rd at 8 o'clock, and tickets can be purchased on our website or by calling our office. And, you know, we hope you're there, people who are listening now, because we'd love for you to join us at the reception in the lobby of the FM Kirby Center following the performance. Nancy Sanderson, Executive Director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, speaking with us before the opening concert of the 2021-22 season, Music of the Nights. Music of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, Sir Paul McCartney, and Sir Elton John. And it's this Saturday, October 23rd at 8 p.m. at the FM Kirby Center on Public Square in downtown Wilkes-Barre. The Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, under the baton of conductor and music director Melisse Brunet, opening its 50th anniversary season. As Nancy said, there will be a meet and greet with a conductor and a complimentary reception to toast the orchestra's golden anniversary, and that will follow the concert. Music of the Nights. For more information, 
N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org, N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org, or the box office, 570-270-4444, 270-4444.